Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? I'm Alex here, and this is the first episode of You Just My Take Podcast. To my left, I got Joseph McLeod. Yo. Uh, to my right, I got Jamari Edwards. What's good? Um, so, those of you that don't know, Jamari is going to play college football this fall at Methodist University. Um, Jamari, I just want to start off the podcast by asking you like a little bit about um, the transition into college football and kind of like how you got in contact with coaches and stuff, how that process all was. I mean, really? did it mostly by myself because Twitter is where it all started I would right. say Twitter's Twitter's just the power to it now I mean you can email you can do all that but um, Twitter is where I got my recognition I just followed all the coaches I made an email just to send all the coaches and then it was just up from there I got my visit and now I'm committed right um so, I know that the football schedule is out now. Um, it's online, obviously, college football team. Um, so, y'all go check them out. Um, yeah. Um, so, we're going to get into the actual sports topics today. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, the summer league um, this summer. Talk about um, one of the most underrated players, in my opinion, for the summer league was Kenny Lofton. Um, dude dropped 27 points and 12 rebounds his last game, was averaging like 13 points a game during the summer league, which obviously is only like six or seven games, but still, I mean, dude's coming in at what, like six, seven, like 250? Six, seven, 250, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it's really unexpected from a player like that to um, come in and do that well. I mean, what's y'all's opinions on his um, hype and all that stuff? I got Kenny Lofton. Probably being the best. I wouldn't say he's going to win rookie of the year because he doesn't have that much attention around his name, but right. I have him as my number one. Right. Um. Now, I do know that Kenny Lofton obviously doesn't have much attention around his name, but I truly think that if he does what he was doing in the summer league, I think that he could win rookie of the year only because people have gotten to where in the NBA they like the underdog way much more. Um, than somebody like Chet Holmgren and Paolo who had that upper advantage in hype. But people love cheering on the underdog. So I feel like where the NBA is headed right now, that Kenny Lofton might have a good chance of winning rookie of the year just on his status alone. Right. Um, continue with the summer league topic, Chet Holmgren. <laughs> the man of the world right now. Dude was talking about his fit on Instagram um, <laughs> for the... Uh, but the draft dude came in. I'm gonna be honest. I was a little, little underwhelmed, bro, by the fit. It, it was kind of trash. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Yeah. Dude came in there talking like, like this was gonna be the fit of the decade. Like, yeah. dude was coming. I expected like chains, all like, di- like diamond, um, speckled suit, bro. Like something crazy. Like Cam um, Newton on basketball. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, dude, I was expecting nuts, but, um. Uh, fit aside, like obviously that's not going to determine him a good player. What's y'all's opinion on his hype as of right now? Because I'm all for it. I think he's going to be a great player. I mean, dude got six block, six blocks in the first ever summer league game, which is nuts. I mean, realistically, that's really unheard of. I mean, that's I mean, dude tied the record for summer league blocks. So how y'all think he's going to fit in the NBA with with the style of the NBA now? Like what it's got to. I don't know. I mean. I hope that he does good. I'm rooting for him. I think he'll be, I'll say it, he'll be mid, 
because right. of the fact he's seven foot. What is he like? Yeah. Under two hundred pounds. Right, and there's another dude at OKC who's seven foot, hundred and twenty pounds. Right. Also, like Poku, right? Right. But the thing is, it's just like the Thunder have they have way too many guards. As they have right such a now. young team in yes, general. They have a, young a super young core, which I think in in the long run will definitely benefit them. But I think as of right now in the NBA, like obviously they have Shagas Alexander, they got Josh Giddy, they got Poku, now they got Chet. They have such a young core that right now, like with the experience in the NBA, because there's a lot of older dudes. I mean, you got Melo, LeBron, Russell's honestly getting up there, um, Chris Paul. I mean, yeah. you have so many veterans in the NBA that it's kind of like young cores aren't needed right now. You know what I'm saying? Like Obviously, uh, they're yeah. needed because the future is what your team is going to be made of. Mm-hmm. But for right now, I, I don't see them doing anything with that. So, like, what's y'all's take on that as Chet going into the NBA? Oh, I mean, I think Chet, he's going to do all right. I mean, he's going to average, I think, double digits, close to double digits and rebound. But the thing is, it's just like the Thunder are going to have to put him somewhere other than big man because he's not going to be able to survive. Right. He's not. Like, even in the Western Conference, there's no way he's going to survive. The way he plays is so – he's placed like – plays like He plays like, a, he plays like KD, bro. Yeah, he's – I, I, I don't want to be known as that dude that compares him to KD, but that's how he plays. He plays as the guard at seven foot tall that has the longest wingspan you've ever seen. Right. That block shots and can shoot. He's just less athletic than Kevin Durant. Like he's yeah, and I mean it's one of those things where I really hope that he doesn't get like overhyped. I really hope he does well into that um, in that category. Speaking of overhyped, <laughs> let's talk about Paolo Bancaro, bro. Oh, man. The most overhyped draft pick in recent years, in my opinion. It's literally another Ben Simmons. And I would say yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> the, past, the past four years, he's the most overhyped. Draft pick to date. Um, I think that Paolo, I wouldn't say he's doing. he will do bad. I don't think he's going to do what he's hyped up to do. He's not going to go out there and average 25. And, right. And I think he'll go out there and average a cool 8. And then, I'll, give, I'll, I'll give him 11, 12. But he's on the magic. Know, bro, like the way he do. plays, bro, he's not even that good of a shooter. Yeah. Like realistically, like mid range, maybe like his post fade's not bad, yeah. but like his three, the way the NBA is now, bro, like he just he can't survive in the way the NBA is right now. Like I just said, Ben Simmons. Yeah, I know that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Ben he like he's not as bad as a shooter as Ben Simmons, yeah. but he plays a lot like Ben Simmons does, to where the paint is his virtue and he can't get away from it. You know what I'm saying? And the way the NBA, fifteen years ago, yeah, he would have been a great oh, yeah, basketball yeah, yeah, player, yeah. dude. He'd been dominant. But now, nah, it's just bro, everybody's man, getting way too quick. Every, exactly, nah, even not Giannis. Keep up with it. Bro, I know y'all gonna. Oh, you're a Bucks fan. You gonna talk about Giannis, bro? <laughs> Giannis has increasingly has steadily progressed in his three point oh, percentage yeah. over the past three seasons. You can't bro. take it away from him. Exactly, and because he knows that yes, he's a paint dominant person, but to be as dominant in the NBA as he is right now, he's gonna have to change how he plays. Yeah, and he yeah. has even last season. You can't be six ten and just be like, right. At this point in the game, you can't be six ten and not right. be able you can't, to shoot. In a three. game where six eight is the average NBA player, you can't do that. Yeah, and then that's another thing. I was just gonna compare what we're saying to Bam Adebayo. If he doesn't, right. if he doesn't get a three point, Jimmy Butler's gonna need some help. Exactly. On that three point. I mean, they yeah. have Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, but on that 
Can't just keep doing pick and here, roll, pick take, and roll. I think Duncan's going to be gone next year. Because, yeah, he had that. Here's my thing about it. He had the year where they went to um, where they went to the finals. Yeah. He had a great playoff run. After that, bro, yeah, he's been Dr. Robinson. Yeah, he's man. had a great three-point percentage. Realistically, has he been at that peak? No. And I think the Heat are seeing that. I think the fans are seeing that. Because you don't even see him being hyped up like that anymore. I mean, realistically, you see Tyler Hero being more hyped up because Tyler Hero is a better player. And yeah, I think it's just like Duncan Robinson is like a role player, right? So like, if we're just I, saying, I mean, they're, they're two different players, but right. PJ Tucker doesn't get that much recognition. No, he he's doesn't. Role bro. player, even when he was on the Bucks, bro, he didn't get the recognition right. he deserved, bro. Dude, in that Sun series, bro, he was a defensive weapon, bro. Like, obviously, we had Drew Holiday sitting there clamping up Chris Paul. I wouldn't say clamping yeah. up, but playing good defense on Chris Paul. But we had P.J. Tucker, bro. Like, man was just getting blocks. He was getting rebounds. He was getting all the stuff that people don't want to talk about, bro. Yeah. And Can we talk about Jalen Brunson going to the Knicks on that Mega Million Oh, my contract. God, bro. Bro, Jalen Brunson is one of those players where I think it's a waste of money, bro. Yeah, it's at this point right now, like it is Knicks, a waste bro. of money. And I'm a Mavericks friend, so it kind of makes me mad to even see him gone. Because Luca needs him, and we're not getting anybody else. So, like, it's like, just, I don't think we should have got rid of him, and I don't think the Knicks should have wasted that much money exactly, on him. Exactly, bro. It's not the fact that Jalen Brunson is a bad player, because he's not. I mean, he's the reason y'all stayed in that playoff player. series a solid player. for as long as y'all did. He's the reason yeah. y'all in the playoffs for as long as you did. But I think that the Knicks are just so adamant at this point in the management system to make bad decisions that they just need to reboot their whole team, bro. Yeah. Like, just hit the reboot button, bro, because it's ridiculous. And it's not even the team. It's they have a exactly, solid team. It's, it's just always the coaching, the management man. system, bro. Yes. Like, because Julius Randle, bro, Julius Randle's had a good past couple seasons, bro. And R.J. Barrett is so under. He is there to be a, a good um, co-star to Julius Randle. Yeah. And I think that the Knicks, if they could get some good management, and honestly, their coach isn't even terrible. Nice. In my opinion... Their management screws them over every single year, bro. Even when they had Carmelo, bro. Even when they went to the playoffs with Carmelo. Yeah, they just blew it. They blew it, bro. They, bro, Carmelo left because they couldn't get no role players around him or no stars or anything. Right. They couldn't get anything around him because they don't know how to handle their team. It's a simple fact. And they've just become the biggest joke of the NBA other than maybe, like, <laughs> yeah. the Sacramento Kings, bro. Yeah. Like, it's just so ridiculous to me. One more, last thing about the NBA before we get into like the football section of this. I want to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers for a second. Okay. Darius Garland has shown this season that he is, in my opinion, one of the most underrated guards in the league. Yes, people talk about him, but people don't talk about him enough, in my opinion. Dude has took a team that in previous years has, after LeBron, in previous years, has just been total decline. Had the worst record in the whole NBA yeah. a couple seasons ago. And him and Evan Mobley, not taking away from Evan Mobley because he won Rookie of the Year for a reason, him, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen have taken that team and flipped it around. Obviously, they got knocked out of the playoffs, but nobody even expected them to make the playoffs, much less go the way they did in the playoffs. Right. I mean, how do you feel about Darius Garland? Darius Garland is a great fit for the Cavaliers. Um, that whole team, though, is just they're – way more versatile than I think the whole world expected. Right. Because Darius Garland, he's just... 
Right. He's, he's just, like a better scoring Chris Paul. Exactly, bro. He's one of those players that comes in. You would think he's a veteran the way he plays, the way right. he moves around the court like Chris Paul. Even when Chris Paul was at the Clippers, he played at a veteran level. Now, obviously, he wasn't able to ever get a ring or anything, but he right. played at a veteran level to where he made the team around him ten times better than anybody else than anybody else's teams. That's why, in my opinion, Chris Paul is one of the best leaders in the NBA. But I think that... Yeah, what, speaking of Chris Paul, I'm sorry. Um, I don't think many people realize that Devin Booker, by is himself... Nothing, is nothing without Chris Paul. He had a 12-win season yeah. before Chris Paul oh, got yeah. there. And that's it's it's crazy yeah, to think because D book he's just the, and, right. he's that and, high level player he's just he's and they talked help. about this on Twitter some I saw um a couple weeks ago that they re brought up the point where Chris Paul has increasingly made the teams he's been on better oh yeah the Rockets had to bet that every team he's been on their win percentage has gone up 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 even the Rockets right. and so I think when you have a player like that surrounded by Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and Jay Crowder and Mikel Bridges. It's one of those things where he's an irreplaceable player. Right. You can't take a veteran that's been in the league that long and just take him out and expect the same results. Yeah. But another thing I want to talk about, the last thing I want to talk about the Cavs, Colin Sexton is a big question mark for the Cavs, in my opinion. Dude was injured, big out. Um, Darius Garland had to step up, and he did. And I think that's part of the reason I think he needs some more recognition as well. But what do they do with Colin Sexton? Because before Colin Sexton was their next star. I mean, he was yeah. he was their dude. And then Darius Garland and Evan Mobley came in and been like, "Hey, like we're here too. Like we're on this team. We're gonna take this team and we're gonna bring him to the next level." So do they keep Colin Sexton and run him either as a six man or co co star with Darius Garland, or do they try to trade him for some trade value? I think they keep him as a six man. Colin Sexton has a defensive role, I would say. I don't think yeah. he needs to score that much anymore because, like like you said, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, they, they're doing the primary scoring. Right. Colin Sexton, I mean, he can he can get you a bucket every once in a while, but his defense and his, what is it, his motivation just Right, like, his hustle. Yeah, his hustle is just like you have to keep him. You can't just get rid of him because then right. if they get rid of him, they have to go find somebody else that can replace him. And then Colin Sexton, I feel like, He'll take that to heart and just go do a whole nother. He'll just go have a good season. I'm not going to say he's going to have like an MVP season or anything like that, but he'll have a pretty solid season with another team. Right, and I think I'll also think that Colin would be really interesting. I agree with what you said, but I think it would be really interesting to see the trade value that Colin Sexton would have. You know what I mean? Like how much does the league see – how much of a star does the league see Colin Sexton as? Because as of the past year or year year or two, honestly, Colin Sexton has kind of been dormant, True. to be honest. And so the league doesn't know what he has to offer anymore. So realistically, two years ago, he would have had a pretty a really good amount of trade value. But what does that trade value look like now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Does it look like a star like Kyrie who hasn't had the best past couple seasons but still has trade value of Kyrie because of the level he's played at? Or does it have the trade value of, say, somebody like... God, um... I don't know. Um, I, w- I would say Russell Westbrook, <laughs> but Russell Westbrook honestly is. Nah, he's still going to get paid. No exactly. Because he's Russell Westbrook. We can compare him getting... to, uh, say, Pat Connaughton. Yes. 
Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton is one of those players that I would never want to get rid of, but a couple seasons ago, bro, Pat was lighting it up. And not to say he's not lighting it up now, but he's not doing what he was doing. We haven't seen him do what he's been doing. He was injured. And so one of these things is what does Colin Sexton's future look like? What does after post-injury Colin Sexton look like? Is it going to be one of those instances like D. Rose? No. Where he doesn't ever fully recover. And he's stuck on the Knicks in his career. I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be that bad. I don't think it's going to be that bad either. I'm just saying, like, we have to see, like, what happens there. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be to the point, like, he's not going to ever recover from it. Because, like, I, I follow him on Instagram. And right. He's putting in a lot of work. And right. I see, like, I think he's going to make some progress coming back from his injury. But, um, I don't know. I mean, Colin Sexton, he, he's been a decent player. Right. I don't think he's had a out outstanding season out of his, what, how long has he been in the league? Four or five years? Five years, I think. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think he's Maybe had, four. I yeah. think it's five, though. Somewhere around there. I think I mean, his he past season would have been his fifth season. I think he's going on his sixth. Yeah. That's crazy, though. Dude. Yeah, it is. It's nuts. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to have, like, a crazy season. I don't think he's going to have a terrible season either. I think he should stay where he's at, for one. Because they, they the Cavs need him. Even if yeah. even if he's starting. I don't think he should start. But he should come off the bench and just bring his energy. I think he could bring a lot of Tyler Hero energy to, Tyler Hero energy to the Cavs. There's a lot. Is True. A, why, why, uh, a defensive. Now, obviously, Tyler Hero is not known as a defensive threat. But I think... Take Tyler Hero's scoring energy that he brings off the bench and take that and translate into defensive defense, energy for yeah. Colin Sexton. And I think that's the type of energy he's going to bring to yeah, the Cavs. Yeah, that's exactly what it's probably going to do for them. And that's what they need, especially coming off the bench. I don't think yeah. the bench is like, they don't have that much depth on the bench. No, they don't. And that's why they were so stuck in the playoffs. All right. And if they even get one more player to get him over that hump, they, I see them going to the Eastern Conference Finals. They yeah. could. Because realistically, the NBA has come to where bench is such a vital point of focus. I mean, take the Warriors, for example. The Warriors <laughs> yeah. have one of the strongest benches in the NBA, and they won the finals. Compared to Warriors, and then compared to the Lakers. Exactly. The Lakers have no depth. They've and turned not into to say that LeBron man. can't play without depth, but he just... He nah. did, bro, I wouldn't say he's declining, but I think he's getting to an age where he needs... To be more of a leader like Chris Paul, he obviously needs to score because he's LeBron. He's going to score. But I think he needs to play the more leader role in teaching the young generation of how this game works. I think LeBron is going to do so much better in that role, and the Lakers will find that if they get some young talent on their team and give them LeBron to work on, that they're going to be way more successful than relying on LeBron like the Cavs did. Eight year, six years ago. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you, but like you said, LeBron's going to score anyway. Right. Even if it seems like he's getting older, he's declining in stats. His stats are still, he, I think it was, what, second in the league right. in scoring? Yep. And Joel Embiid was first. And he got the scoring. And he got the scoring title? Yep. So it's just like, if he can find a way to pave a path for the younger generation, if they even draft anybody or trade or anything just right. to get some younger people on the bench while scoring they'll have a ring it's in the next one or two seasons maybe three I'll give it three seasons and then like I don't even know if it's gonna happen but if Bronny 
comes to the league and LeBron is still in the Lakers and they somehow find a way to get Bronny. I think that'll be LeBron's last season that's, and I feel like either he's going to get a ring or he's going to go deep into the playoffs just because of that reason. That's another interesting thing. Bronny, obviously LeBron has said that he's going to any team that Bronny's at. Now, as an NBA general manager, how else do I look at that is I need Bronny. I need Bronny more than anything in the world. And people are going to be like, oh, it's just LeBron. It's just, bro, that's LeBron, bro. Right. Like, no matter where do you think he's the GOAT or not, bro, that is LeBron. Like, if I'm if, looking I'm looking at LeBron's stats over the next couple of years until right. Bronny gets there, and if we can get Bronny and LeBron's still putting up stats like he is right now, it's a no-brainer. Right. I would have – there's no – It's one of those things where, like, I can't be stupid enough not to take Bronny. Right. You just have to take him. And then in that case, you make some space for LeBron, and then while you got that whole time going – you get some more keys to put around LeBron. Yep. Develop Bronny. And you could have a solid team there. Now, after that, we're going to take an intermission here and then transfer into the football section. And welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. I wanted to quickly dive into the NFL real quick and talk about Debo's contract extension. Do we think the 50 mil guaranteed or even the same $70 million in three years was deservable? I do. Because right. if, if we look at Debo um, last season, dude was the most versatile player in the NFL, which doesn't come often in the NFL. Versatile, football is one of those things where you find a position you're good at and you play it. It's not like the NBA where it's a little bit easier to be more of a versatile player because yeah. there's more aspects of it. But... I think that Debo truly showed that he deserves, in my opinion, to be one of the most high-paid athletes in the NFL. Oh, it's well-deserved. It I mean, is he well did deserved. carry San Francisco last year. Yeah, he, he, he sent them. He, he put, put them in the well. Yeah, he so did. That's yeah. probably what they're basing his contract off of because they know right. I mean, and especially, they want to keep him after all that stuff he said on social media. Right. Oh, yeah. right. They, and they, I think they, that's they don't, another they don't crazy point, go, too. Man. Debo was going nuts about not wanting to be on the 49ers. He doesn't want anything to do with the organization. He... He has no interest at all, and then all of a sudden he's, not obviously $7 million, but he's offered this contract extension, and he just takes it. It's, it's mostly because I, of I know, but I mean, at the same at the same point, like, you're an athlete. Like, realistically, Debo, you can say money, money, money. Realistically, bro, you want a ring. Yeah. And realistically, I don't see the 49ers getting a ring in the next five years. But that's the thing. They might see something that we don't, and yeah. that might be something that we may not see right. until the next two seasons. Right. I mean, we were, Joseph was just talking about this a little bit ago. We, they do have Trey Lance that we haven't thought about. Right. And Trey Lance does have great potential, but can Trey Lance genuinely take him and Debo alone? And obviously, they have George Kittle. Don't get it wrong. They have George Kittle. They have Elijah take, Mitchell. They have Raheem Mostert. He's coming back. Oh, he is. They have is. Brandon Ayuk. I forgot about that. They have a solid team. I forgot Brandon yeah. Ayuk got injured. They have a solid I team. I think that the 49ers is just one of those teams where. It will take a lot for them to not make it to the playoffs, but win a ring. It's like the Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys, bro. Dude, that's not compared to 49ers. But no, 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 no. I will, bro. Because the Cowboys, <laughs> bro, the Cowboys are one of those organizations where it is just a joke. Every yeah. year, bro. What Cowboy fan have you ever met that has not said, this is our year? This Shout is our out season. to my guy, Kyle Josh Clemens, Coker, bro. This one's for Kyle you. Clemens. But... Real, no, real, for real though, like, 
when you look, Dak Prescott, bro, every year, every year. this golden is my year. golden year. This golden is my golden year, year bro. Yeah. What's he do? He doesn't have a bad year, but he, he doesn't does have it. a great one either. And I think it's more so because Dak is a, Dak is a great not, athlete. Yes, he is a he's great a great athlete. He's yeah, a great he quarterback. He needs another not, team, though. And, the, and you know what's crazy, bro? The Cowboys have one of the most highest potential teams yes. at the beginning of the last season, bro. And they just, boom. I don't know what happens to the Cowboys, bro. Just my take. This. Just my take, though. The Cowboys need to get rid of Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, yes. Or no? yes, bro. Yes. yes, bro. My take is yes because here's why: Ezekiel Elliott once was one, once was the greatest running back in the league. Yeah, dude, somehow messed up his hair. Dude, I think it's the hair, bro. I'm telling you, it's the yeah, hair, bro. I wouldn't even put him in top ten, though. Dude, no, bro, no, no. absolutely not, bro. The running backs in the league right now is such a heavy load, bro. We oh, yeah. got. Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb. Um, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, bro. Nobody CMC wants to ever when he Hunt gets there, back. When Christian McCaffrey's yes. back when he's healthy, bro. Um, we got freaking Leonard Fournette, bro. Nobody wants to talk about how he, important Cook. he was yeah, to the Buccaneers, yeah. bro. Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara. Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, bro. I mean, there's so many running backs in the NFL now that are so more versatile than Ezekiel Elliott is. In my opinion, they're more versatile than Ezekiel Elliott is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That he's just out of the topic at this point. He also and they, has in the Cowboys, man, they yes. have such a better passing game historically than they ever yeah. do running the ball. Right. And I think when you take a team like that and you try, 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 try to make them so run, not necessarily run heavy, but try to enforce the run more in Ezekiel Elliott, if you notice this season, Ezekiel Elliott never had one single breakout game. No. He averaged like 20 to 30 yards a game. And that's why I think Tony Pollard fits in more with the Cowboys as of right now because of right. the fact oh, yeah. he's a receiving Tony, back. Yeah, exactly. He'll get you those grit yards receiving like Zeke backs, can. Receiving backs are becoming more needed yeah. in the NFL. It's one of those things like the NBA where it's evolving and changing and the way this played is changing. Yeah. And receiving rece- passing game is becoming so much different than it was 20 right. years ago that receiving running backs are needed 10 times more than they were 20 years ago. Right. Can you imagine... If Derrick Henry becomes a both a receiving yeah, back and a power back. Bro, he it'd be insane. But I feel like Derrick Henry is one of those things like people are gonna say, Oh, but Derrick Henry doesn't isn't receiving running back. Yes, but Derrick Henry is also a two hundred and thirty pound man running right, at like you he at a four two right. speed and you're not gonna get in his way, bro. It's it's one of those things where Ezekiel Elliott is not Derrick Henry, bro. Right. Yes, Ezekiel Elliott is big. He's in the NFL, he's obviously big, he's obviously jacked, but he's not Derrick Henry, bro. Like, Derrick no. Henry is just a big dude, bro. Like, he is hard to stop, bro. Like, if you look at interviews of people talking about Derrick Henry, bro. Right. People talk about this man like great athletes, bro. Like, I've seen a clip of J.J. Watt talking about how hard it is to tackle Derrick Henry, right. bro. And J.J. Watt is 6'4", yeah. almost exactly, bro. 290. Like, you can't take... How tall is Ezekiel Elliott? Like, 6' flat? He might. 5'11", five, 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 6 foot, yeah. Bro. And not to say he has a big factor in the NFL, bro, but it has a little bit of a factor, bro. Like, Ezekiel Elliott is not that re- realistically in the NFL big of a dude. So right, and big. I think like, if you're if you're in that exactly, range, you should oh you gosh, need bro. to be. And he, in my, bro, what I've watched in the past year, he's gotten slower, bro. Yeah, oh yeah, he's, he's, he's just going he's down. Weight. Yes, he's, he's gaining, gaining weight, dude, and and at this point, it's like you have to if you're gonna gain weight. You have to produce to the point like you have to rush for at yeah, least yeah, eighty right. yards and a touchdown every game. Right, and if you look at Derrick Henry when he came to the league, yes, he gained weight, but he also dominates, bro. Right, he and gained he's weight and lean. dominates. He's bro. got lean, he's ripped. Into, 
Right. See what he did. Exactly. exactly. Right. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, it's one of those things where you have, if you're going to do something to your body that is going to change how you play, you have to be able to change how you play. Right. You can't just say you're going to change how you play and just not change how you play. That's not how the, any professional sports work, no matter what it is. Freaking professional bowling, bro. Like, you can't change <laughs> how you're going to play, say you're going to change how you play, and then not change how you play. And I think Ezekiel Elliott does that. Ezekiel Elliott wants to be this elusive, fast running back, and he's not that person anymore. Yeah, not anymore, not he's, at all. It's not to say he's not elusive, but he's not the elusive Ezekiel Elliott that came in as a rookie no. or a second year in the NFL, bro. No. Like, obviously, he's older now, but if you're older, change your way. Like, change it a little bit, bro. If right. the game's evolving, you have to evolve, too. It's one of those things where you can't just sit there and say, oh, I'm going to play the way I want to play. No, bro. You can't come in to a professional sport and expect to play the same way every single game and not get stopped. Right. I that, think I think Zeke, two good fits for him right now would be either the Raiders behind Josh Jacobs. Mm, they do. Mm-hmm. Or you could say the Vikings or the Saints. I say the Saints because him and Mark Ingram can share some time. It's true. And Mark Ingram, I don't know how long he has left in the league. Bro, that man, bro. Yeah. Let's talk about veteran. Yeah, bro. He I remember when my bro. There. I remember when I used to be um, I used to watch the NFL. It was like when I was like six or seven, bro. Watching Mark Ingram just run over right. these dudes, bro. Yeah. And this dude is still in the league, bro. And I'm 18, bro. All right. I think Mark Ingram. As long as he can say he's on a football team, I don't think he would be worried so much about playing. Right. Because he's one of those people like he's a leader. He's gonna Right. He's like even when he he's was on the, the Ravens, Chris Paul like yes. of the NFL. Exactly. Like the, what we talked about earlier in the podcast. He's, he's the leader. Chris Paul of the NFL. Right. He's that leader. Exactly. That, that every team needs. And I think like I don't think he would be worried so much about playing. Yes, he wants to play. Like, he still like has some left in the tank. Play. Yeah, he still has some left in his tank. But if they went out and signed Zeke, say, a two-year, not too much money, because Zeke, I don't think Zeke's worth that much Zach, anymore. Bro, anymore. Zeke's overpaid right now. Yeah, days, bro. way overpaid. But they give him, like, a little two-year contract. Maybe, I'd say, I'd give him $18 million, maybe and $9 again, million a year. A lot of people on the Cowboys are overpaid. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But I do think, bro, like the Cowboys, bro, it's one of those organizations, bro, like the you're like, bro, the Cowboys are more a laughing stock than the Panthers are, bro. Because Panthers fan, <laughs> yeah, as Panthers album, fans, yeah. bro, we know we suck, bro. We know we suck. But we don't go around saying, Oh, this is our freaking year, bro. Year. We're gonna freaking make the playoffs, yeah. bro. Even when we did in twenty sixteen, bro. We didn't yeah. expect nothing, bro. We didn't expect the Super Bowl, we didn't expect the playoffs. Yes, we made it and yes we through the bag, but we weren't freaking. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fans, dude. No, the a lot fans, of it got to do with the coach. No, 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 not the way they play, but the <laughs> hype they get every well, season. Yeah, I think that the the yeah, Cowboys true. fans hurt themselves. Yeah. They they hurt themselves, bro, because they talk trash, they talk trash, they talk trash, they talk trash, and they hit a brick wall when Man. they. Don't make the playoffs, and then they have nothing else like to say. And that's just that's just that whole conference. Like, oh no, I'm a Washington fan. We will talk and talk and talk. Then we get get ready to lose. We're ready to leave. Exactly. We we don't want to be there because we know our full potential. Sorry, my bad. Not the Redskins. The Washington Commanders. Commanders. Um, bro, (laughs) most of the time when you talk to a Commanders fan, God, that felt weird to say. 
Um, <laughs> most of the time when you talk to Commanders fan, yes, they talk trash, but they also know that they're not going to make right. the Super Bowl. Like, I know we, we can be a first round out. Right. Max, right now. Maybe yeah. Exactly. Maybe second. It's, exactly. It's Maybe things, second. The, like the Eagles. Yes, the Eagles fans talk about smack. You're a fan of your football team. You're going to talk smack. But talk it to a point where you also have common sense. Right, exactly. You have to you have to combat trash talking with common sense at the same time, bro. You, you can't it. have one without the other. Cowboys fans have one without the other. Right. And let me ask y'all this. Who are the number one fans that are the most loyal but don't have that much common sense? Other than the Cowboys. We know the Cowboys fans Other are just going to be like, Cowboys? we're going to Super Bowl every... I'll, yeah. I'd have to say the Steelers. That's Steelers, a good one. Bro. That yeah. is a Steelers. great one, actually. Bro, Steelers, Steelers fans... Right. And, and Steelers be... fans... It's not one of those things... I don't, I don't dislike the Steelers. Right. I don't dislike Steelers fans. It's just one of those things where they hype themselves up, they hype themselves up, they hype themselves up, and then when Mike Tomlin throws in the freaking towel... They yeah. are like, oh, 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 bro. Same way, yeah. I mean, it's like, you can't sit there. Like I said, have common sense without, you can't have trash talk without common sense. Right. And I think that's, the Cowboys really have to look at who they have. They have CeeDee Lamb, Dak Prescott, one of the best defenses in the league, bro. Like, you can't take away their talent, bro. Micah Parsons is one of the right. best linebackers in the league, bro. Yeah. They, like, they've got some keys. And, they can't do anything with it, bro. Every single year, bro, playoff berth, they hit a brick wall, bro. Every single year, bro. You can look at the past four or five seasons, bro. Yeah. Every single year, bro. They start off very good. Exactly, bro. Every year. Every year, bro. And then the Cowboys fans they talk can't, trash. They just can't they get over trash. that seven, They talk trash. Eight. Yeah. And then... They can't get over that seven, bro. eight win season every they time. They plateau, bro. How y'all feel about uh, the quarterback situation in Pittsburgh? Mm. <laughs> I think Kenny Pittsburgh Pickett, is or? really – I think that Kenny Pickett is a great future for the Steelers. Do I think that he should start outright over Mitchell Trubisky at the start of the season? No. Here's here's why – that's my take. I think Mitchell Trubisky is not that great of a quarterback. But I also think that Kenny Pickett is a rookie in the NFL, and you can't Yeah, but look put, what Mac Jones did. I understand that, I'm bro, but fair, Kenny Pickett but is not Mac Jones, no, bro. Yeah, like, no bro, way, like, Mac Jones is one of those once, in in my opinion, he's one of those once-in-a-generation players, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like, where you can't just put Adapt a rookie. Right, you can't put a rookie in a system, and I also do think the Patriots have a very Alabama system. And, like, that's how I think Mac Jones fit in so well. Yeah. Is he, one, yeah. he adapts very well, but two, they have play very, they play very much Alabama football. That's so true. And I think that Kenny Pickett is gonna need the preseason oh, to yeah. get to adapt to the NFL. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's what the preseason is for. Worst rookies to adapt to the NFL, but I also think that he's gonna need Mitchell Trubisky to play a couple games and just see, bro. Like he's gonna look at. I feel like he's gonna look at his first NFL game, right? Whether he plays or doesn't. If he plays, he's definitely gonna look at it like this. He's gonna get up and he's gonna be like, "Holy crap, this is the NFL, bro." Well, like I think this is gonna do that. well, right? But I'm just saying. But, but but you can't expect a rookie to go in and not do that. And I think mm-hmm. that's what the Steelers fans expect. They expect him to go in, perform, put out numbers. And I don't think you can just automatically expect yeah, that just, of any rookie, mm-hmm. bro. They're gonna go in the first game. Any rookie, they're gonna be like, "Holy crap! This is the next level of play. This is what I have to do. This, this, and this is what I have to do to be on that next level." 
Okay. I got here. Now, how do I improve? And that's but with anything you do in life. If you're Mike Tomlin, you got to ask yourself, do you want to start? Can you pick it early? So right. that's faster? Or keep Mitchell Trubisky? And that's true, the too. Same. And that's true, too. And I think I it should it. just go ahead and get Kenny Pickett, like, that's up in I'm the thinking. starting preseason. Give him that. What? Give him the full preseason. Right. And, and then really, after that, just I'd say at least give him three games. If he's not producing, yeah, yeah. get Trubisky in there. And and I do see that. And I think really we're really going to come back to this conversation after preseason. Oh yeah, yeah. Like because this NFL like rookies is one of those things you really like. Preseason is not really a joke, but it's kind of a joke. But it, but it does show us what is in store. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, obviously, we're not going to sit here and watch every minute of every game of the, NF, of the preseason. But I'll probably tune in and see, like, what Kenny Pickett's doing or um, what Matt Corrales is doing for the Panthers, bro. Like, I'll tune in and see what, what's going on. But I'm not going to sit there and say that Kenny Pickett is going to put out numbers like Steeler fans yeah. expect him to do and not know what he's playing like at the next level. Like, obviously, Pitt, he performed. He freaking destroyed UNC, bro. Like, yeah. dude came in and just punched us in the mouth, bro. But that's college football. And not to say it's easy, but this is the NFL, it's bro. It's just the world of upsets in college. And I bro, don't, college, like that all the time. college, there's a couple athletes on every team, bro. And then you have their college football team. The right. NFL is a team of athletes, bro. Yeah, exactly. That's why they start, bro. They're a team of athletes, bro. You can't underestimate anybody that lines up in front of you, bro. Exactly. You cannot underestimate them one second or they're going to destroy you. Right. You could take the worst, absolute worst defensive lineman in the NFL and put him against the best offensive lineman in the NFL, and the offensive lineman would be like, oh, this is easy work. Yeah, and then yeah. play like crap, and then not expect a defensive right. lineman. He made it to the NFL for the reason. And that's, exactly. It's just like everybody has their reason exactly. to do well in their desired position. Like, as an example, who can we use that is like a really slept on player that, or somebody that doesn't get as much attention as they need? In the NFL? Like rookie or like veteran? Or not rookie, anybody. but younger. Just anybody. That doesn't get enough recognition underrated wise? In my opinion, um, oh, plays with Giants wide receiver. I like, I like. Uh, Kadarius Tony? No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Kadarius Tony, bro, is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league, bro. Yes, but if he can get over the drops, yes, bro. All, that's what I'm like, saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like Kadarius Tony, bro. Yes, drops, but he's a very young player, bro. That's something right. you can overcome. He got in the NFL. He's like, holy crap, this is the NFL, bro. I'm playing against corners. That yeah. any slight, every slight move I make, they're there. I have to make that one extra slight move to get past him. Exactly. And so he has to, and he has adapted that later in the season. So now that he's adapted to that, he can work on the drops and work on his. Not necessarily his footwork, but his hand and eye coordination, and see where he can go right. from that level. And I think Kadarius Tony has so much potential for the Giants, bro. I think the Giants have honestly one of those teams that I feel bad for, bro. Fans included, bro, <laughs> because they they talk about Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones isn't bad, but he's the reason they're not where they're at, bro. Exactly, bro. They need they don't they need have somebody a, like a that. Really. They have a nice receiving core, bro. They have Saquon Barkley in the backfield, bro. They have a decent right. O-line now, right? Just a couple years ago, I wouldn't say this, but they do have a decent O-line now, bro. They have a very good couple of rookie off- offensive linemen coming right. in that could really help them. They have a um, – I think their secondary could use a little bit of core work, but I do think that their defense overall is good. Yeah, they and got so, a pretty solid defense. Coming. Right. And so I think that I feel bad because they look at Daniel Jones and they're like, oh, he's the future, he's the future, he's the future. And he's not, bro. Like, he's, bro, 
you can't. Daniel Jones just is. I'm sorry, but I just don't think he fits in the NFL, bro. He fits in the NFL, bro. No, but bro. He I doesn't see, fit with the I Giants do. because it takes Daniel Jones takes away from all the receiving and rushing because they try to get him to run so much, right? When he doesn't need to, they have right. Saquon, they have all these good receivers now. They have Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay. That's gonna right. be Kenny the main Galladay two. is a dog. Bro. Kenny Galladay is gonna like, be a good like, receiver. I feel course. like Daniel Jones belongs in a in a not a QB one. No, not at all. Exactly. He's a Mitchell yeah, Trubisky, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mitchell Trubisky point, yes. is what about not Drew Locke? Oh, Drew man. Drew Locke in Seattle oh, now. Not Drew Locke. With another underrated wide receiver, Tyler Lockett. He's really underrated. I think. I, the, I just think I DK and Tyler Lockett should just get out of there exactly. before they. Bro, but he can now, bro. Him. Speaking of extensions, bro, DK yeah. Metcalf had yeah. a three year extension, bro. DK yeah. should like, just got out of there. I get it. He's getting his money, bro. He's getting a bag. Yeah. I understand, bro. But, bro, if you want a ring, there's no possible way that you can stay in Seattle, bro. Right, like, and we could be wrong about Drew Locke, but I don't, exactly. think, I don't, I don't think so. I don't argue. have as much faith in him as I do like somebody like Kenny Pickett. You, right. you could argue like Kenny Pickett, that Geno Smith is on the same level as Drew Locke. Just about, yes. Yeah. 100%. And Geno Smith has he, declined ever bro, since I he's would rather I would rather start Kenny Pickett all season than Drew Locke. Coming in as a rookie, bro. Oh, yeah. And I think it's one of those things where the Seattle, bro, like, they were such a high, bro. They were such a high. Right. And then now they're such a low, bro. They're losing keys. KJ Wright. Like, I think they're going to have one of the worst records in the NFL, bro. I can see Jacksonville having a better record than them. Oh, yeah. Jacksonville? Yes, bro. That's going to be... uh, Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying Jacksonville's bad, but I just think... I think, bro, Seahawks are going to be the next Jacksonville Jaguars, bro. That's who they're going to be. That's I'll give, I'll get the Jaguars. They went from having the 12th man stadium, bro, Seahawks. to being the Jacksonville Jaguars. Seahawks yes. are going to turn out like the Bears. Yeah. Yes. I could see that, too. And now, oh, this is a good little take. Nick Foles just signed with the Colts, right? Yep. Who are you starting? Matt Ryan or Nick Foles? I'm taking Matt, bro. I'm taking Matt too, but I'm that Matt, I mean, bro, Matt has been in the league so. That's has, another old dude, bro. Oh yeah, my he's god, very old. bro, Matt Ryan. Sorry, he's, he's like half is what he used to be. Exactly, and bro, he hasn't done time, anything since honestly, he's lost Julio. In my opinion, oh, yeah. bro, Matt Ryan, half of Matt Ryan is better than Nick Foles. I don't know, bro. Man. On Nick the Foles field, just, bro. You can't. But ever Matt Ryan is right. another one of those Mark Ingrams, bro. He's been in the league so long. He's a leader, bro. Yes. He's a leader, and he can take this. The Falcons, I mean, not the Falcons, sorry. The Colts are a very young team as well. Right. Jonathan Taylor, bro. Absolute oh, yeah. dog, Jonathan. bro. Absolute dog. I feel bad for him also, bro. I feel like he yeah. kind of has to get that in his opinion. Unless Nick Foles. Nick Foles is kind of getting up there in age too, bro. I don't know. The Colts have got to do something. The Colts have always been kind of struggling QB-wise. Obviously, they had Andrew Luck. They had those couple glory seasons of Andrew yeah. Luck. Right. But two concussions later, bro, and he's not... Golden age of Andrew Luck anymore, right? So, it's one of those things where they got to figure something out, bro. Because Nick Foles is not old, but he's getting up there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not too far. And Matt Ryan is old as crap, dude. Matt Ryan is so old, bro. If I'm the Colts, if I'm the Colts, I put them day by day and see who's better until starting. Yeah, that's true too. Nick Foles is never predictable. Matt Ryan, just 
he's not a bad quarterback. He, just, I feel like his age is just getting to right. Him. Yeah, and and that happens. Oh, yeah. And I think, but I do, I genuinely do think he still has a great IQ for the game. Right. I think he has great vision on the field. I think that he doesn't have the arm strength he did when he was twenty something years old. It's, right. It's yeah. Air, but but it's not. I still think that he is, in my opinion, one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league. Because of how long? No, no, no. Here's why. Because of how long he's been in the league, and like how he's able to place the ball on the field. The interceptions last I mean, year was crazy. What do you man. mean? Yes, last season, bro. How old is Matt Ryan, bro? How old is Matt Ryan? Is he like he's 38? like thirty-six, 39. bro, or thirty-seven? He's close to forty. Yeah, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like his age, bro. Like you can't. His age is getting to him. That's no doubt. But I still think he has great IQ for the game, bro. Like, I still think he's a very smart player when it comes to the game itself. Yeah, he's 37. Yeah. 37, yeah. bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. So, like, you can't look at a player like that and automatically just deem him, oh, they're trash. You can say, oh, they're washed because he's getting to that point. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can't just say, oh, he's trash. He's not going to do yeah, anything. Yeah, I ain't going to sit here and say right. that Ryan is right. trash. Right. <laughs> yeah. And another interesting topic that I wanted to touch on a little bit, how do we personally think – that the Chiefs are going to come into this season. Because obviously the NFL has gotten to where there's a lot of stars on every team. Well, not every team, but most teams. Right. A lot of athletes in the NFL now. A lot of them. Yeah. I was looking at fantasy the other day, bro. Ridiculous. Yeah. The amount of picks there was, bro. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where what does the future look like for the Chiefs? I Obviously, think. they have Patrick, so they have a bright future in that. But receiving core-wise, what is the future for the Chiefs? Bro? That future's still bright. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying I it's mean, dim. That future's still oh, bright. I'm not saying it's dim. I'm just saying, like, realistically, how long, how many seasons can they hold this for? That's like, a good that's question. What, yeah, exactly. Like, how long can a team stay high like that? Like, it takes a lot for a team to be that high in talent, and skill and yeah. and put out what they do for for an extended period of time. I give them. That's why the Super Bowl exchanges say, so much. Bro. I say two to three seasons. Two to three seasons yeah. because I think everybody's contract is about to run here's out. Here's my here's what I think is gonna Pat happen. Holmes, Except Pat Mahomes. Here's what I think is gonna happen. Tyreek's already left. What? Patrick's gonna be left there stranded. Give him two or three more seasons. He's gonna be left there stranded. Travis Kelsey's gonna retire soon. Right. I have a feeling. And I think the Bills are gonna come in, and they're gonna they're gonna take over the league. Yeah, they're wiping, bro. And obviously, obviously, they're starting to do that now. Yeah. But I think give it, bro, two or three more seasons, bro. It, the Bills are gonna be the only team you talk about, bro. Josh just Allen about, just yeah. got one of the biggest contracts in history, and I just think he's their defense is insane, bro. Yeah, their defense is insane, bro. And when you look at that Chiefs game, bro, I hate to say this because everybody says, this, but that flip coin, bro. Yeah. That's... Genuinely, bro. When you look at that game, bro. I'm so the glad Bills... they changed that rule. It's just like oh, yes, they bro. needed that. Biggest, biggest win the NFL has ever done, bro. Biggest, best rule the NFL has ever made. Right. Because that rule, bro, is is so like you're leaving. It's RNG of an NFL game, bro. Yeah. Right. And I think when you have so much talent in a professional sport, you can't base the game on RNG, bro. It's impossible. Right. Like, yes, you can say, oh, just play defense, bro. Bro. Most, like, you at that point, like, you're tired. Exactly. And everybody bro. wants to get on offense. 
everybody and wants to <sighs> score bro, at least one more time. Opinion, I think the way the college does it is so brilliant, bro. Yes, that's start the at the way ten to yard it. line, bro. Everybody gets a chance. If you score, you score. If you don't, you right, don't. Exactly. Bro. I think that's the best way to do it. And I think that the NFL has truly got to look at how their organization is built and how they want to proceed with it. But I truly do think that they give it a couple years and the Bills are going to be the only team you talk about. Right. I mean, obviously you're going to talk about a few subtle teams that might come up, but I think the Bills are going to be that team. Yeah, a couple Bills, years, yes. As well as Patriots I could see coming up, bro, with the young core they have at, at New England, bro. Yeah. That's another team that has a really great young core with Mac Jones and, um, oh my God, what's the receiver's name? Jacoby Myers. Yes, bro. Jacoby, Jacoby Myers, Myers, bro. Jacoby Myers has got Kendrick a great Bourne. future. They did just get rid of Nikhil Harry, though. Mm-hmm. Or did who's they sign their, him? Who's their tight end? I thought they signed him. I, I believe, might be tripping. I believe they might have got rid of him. Isn't it they got Hunter Henry. John Johnny Smith or something? John Smith, yeah. yeah he's still on New England? No, nah, he went to the... John um, is gone, too, I believe. Yeah, John is black. Got traded last season. Hunter Henry was there, right? Yeah, Hunter Henry was there. Yeah, John got traded... Yeah, I know about um. He was underrated too, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know where he's at now, but but I haven't looked into that. Last yeah, they thing, just got rid of Nikhil Harry. He went to the Bears. Last thing I'm gonna say because I don't want this podcast to go on for too long because we can sit here and talk for hours. Yeah. I think that the NFL is at a point where you have to start looking at teams rather than players. There are so many athletes and talent on every team. No matter who the team is, whether you're the freaking Jaguars or the Bears or the freaking Chiefs, there's so much talent on every team that you have to genuinely look at what your future looks like and stop singling out players on every team. That's yeah. why I think the Titans are not as successful as they are, bro. Yeah, you have yeah. Derrick Henry, bro, and he's dominant, bro. He's dominant. You can't deny that. But, bro, you can't just have Derrick Henry in the NFL anymore. Right. They need they need yeah. some more keys to get over a hump. Like, they're in the hump as well. They just... I can't get past exactly. What is it, the, second round? the Panthers, the CMC. Panthers, yes, exactly. They it's can't the, force feed CMC. That's why he's in that situation so much, right now. And I don't think. And my another thing, last thing, truly last thing, I don't think CMC is injury prone. I think he's. Why well, do you think he's injury prone? I think he's injury prone because they make him injury prone. They can't because they him. force yes. him so much every play. You bro, if you get forty. Carries a game, bro. There you are bound to get hurt, bro. That's that's so yeah, much right. energy on your yeah. legs, Plus on your receiving. body, bro. Yeah, with the O line that the Pandas have, right? Exactly, There's, bro. bro. It's, just, it's just like it's, it's killing him. We like have they to look don't internally and be like, what can we do different? Right? They don't have to do to that. Change our offense, but still produce numbers. DJ Moore, y'all still. Exactly. Have I know, that. bro. Like, I it's know. just like I know. And, and, and well, another big thing is is our coaching. I don't have a problem with Matt Rule. I just think some of the decisions he's made offensively have not been that smart. Matt Rule is a rebuilding coach, and exactly. that's what messes exactly. it up. Exactly. I would give him he brought he brought a defense that I didn't even think we was going to exactly. see. Exactly. Yes, and that's where that rebuild came in. That's what the good I think, part is. Here's yeah. what I think we do: we take him, we reboot the team, move him to defensive coordinator, put in a new head coach, and see where that takes us. Because I think he brought in a defense that Carolina's never seen before since like 2016, bro. Yeah. And I think he genuinely scared the league, bro. Another Other than thing, the fact bro, that our offense was absolutely terrible. His picks, <laughs> picks for draft, I just don't. Like, yeah, that he just it he, amazes me, bro. We've never had good draft picks more, other than Cam Newton and DJ Moore. Yes, like does. we have like one or two draft good draft picks every couple of years, bro. Mm-hmm. JC Horn, I'm still waiting to see that. Like yes, yes, bro. yes. Yeah, JC Horn. That is. was a number uh, first round draft pick last season. 
Okay. Well, I hope you all have all enjoyed the podcast. I've enjoyed sitting here talking. Um, I'm going to try to do these podcasts about twice a week. Um, once I start putting out episodes, I'm going to get back on like an actual schedule. Um, but I hope you all enjoyed the podcast, and I can't wait to see you all later this week on the new episode.